Hello, and welcome to Couple Junto's special one-shot movie review for Dune 2021. Not to be confused with the other Dune made by the other guy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Mr. Lynch. <laughs> no, hey, no, hey, 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 listen. Off top. No, no, no disrespect in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but yeah, you know. Uh I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. <laughs> I'm a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jamis Tetris. Hey, that's right. Jamis in the in the in the house. I'm here. I'm ready. Uh house. Tetris, uh, very here, very happy to represent House Tetris. Uh, very excited to to be here for this conclave with House Newman. Uh, an mm-hmm. exciting time for, uh, for these two houses before the Emperor and the Imperium to get together to discuss this fine, fine film and the third yeah. attempt. Maybe, maybe man, many more attempts, but at least as far as my knowledge goes, the third attempt to make mm-hmm. this movie palatable, understandable, and financially successful. And I think he done it. I think they don't gone and done it. I'm they excited done, to be done here. Gone and done it. I'm so excited to talk about this. Ever since since I sat down in the movie theater and I saw this, eyes wide. <gasps> wow! I as soon as I left, I thought I need to speak to Octavius, and I just know he's gonna he's gonna rain on these dunes of Arrakis. I just know he's gonna bring <laughs> he's, his. He's gonna rain on these dunes of Arrakis. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Uh, wow. I've been excited to talk about it for a long time. How you doing, Octavius? How are you? It's been a little bit. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's been a bit since we chatted about something, but we got something to chat about. Yes, on this one here. That's right. We we have a conversation to have. I'm, I'm excited to have it. Also, yes. Um, oh, same. We're, same here. Listen, we're we're talking about Dune today. Yeah, and let's just get this out of the way in the beginning. Spoilers. Yes. are on the way. That's right for Dune. If you have not seen Dune, let me just tell you off top. Go see it. Yeah. And if I might just add, add, add a piece, go see it in a theater. Please, go if, see you, it. if you can, if you feel comfortable and safe and you can achieve such a thing, go see it in a theater. You owe it to yourself to see it in a theater, folks. Yeah, we'll I know you can watch it, it on HBO Max. Have you seen these memes going around of people watching this, like sitting on the toilet on their phone? And they're really? saying, watching Dune, just like Villeneuve hoped I would. Oof. Or I saw one yesterday <laughs> where uh, someone was watching it on an old... You remember the Microsoft Zune? Somebody Oof. was watching Dune on a Zune, just like the filmmakers intended. Because, look, Yikes. we know you can do this. We know it's possible. I don't know if you can actually watch it on a Zune. But we, we know it's possible to watch it on your phone, on your toaster, on your fridge. Mm. That doesn't mean you should. You got that the Amazon toaster with the screen on the side? Is that what you're trying <laughs> I mean, to say to me? You know, That's how you de- live in your life? <laughs> if it doesn't exist, then it definitely, it will anyway. But everything's got a screen and everything's got an HBO Max subscription. So you can watch Dune on any size screen. You can watch it on a, a plane. I don't recommend doing so. I recommend soaking in this one. This is, this is a real cinematic work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, go into a big, loud theater and enjoy. Just let it wash over you. Wow. So cool. What an experience. Yes. So we are going to spoil this movie. We are going to talk about it in detail. Um, And this is your spoiler warning. We are letting you know that right now, if you continue listening to us discuss this, this will be a no holds barred discussion about 2021 Dune. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You have been told, you have been informed that this is a universal communication to all parties who can hear. We're going yeah. to spoil this movie. If That's you continue, right. which we hope you do, spoilers are That's on right. the way. Yeah, let me illustrate this. You you need to uh, you need to use the 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 teleportation of the space guild to go to a new planet, and that is the mm. spoiler planet. All right. Now, if you choose to board on your ship with your house, Atreides, to go to the spoiler planet, you know what you're in for. All right. This is like part of a prophecy or something along these lines. But you chose something to like do that. this to come here. So uh, that's the spoiler wall here. It's it's not just a wall, really. It's a it's a whole world. Some call it the spoiler planet, wow. and others call it Dune Review okay. by Comic Book Junto. Okay, yeah, okay, that's right. right. So uh, I I think we should count down and then tell people what they have wrought uh, on that count of three, three, two, one. Spoilers You're here. Spoilers. It's your fault. That's it's right. Your fault. Okay. And look so about. It, it, look, we're go going to explain go this in detail. We're going to go into detail and spoil things. <laughs> Octavius and I are not promising that you will understand <laughs> that's a different thing <laughs> it's a different notes. thing to say that we were we are going to spoil it and explain it a different thing from understanding right it, right so you know do what you can so i'm gonna read a uh, write-up about that describes the film my favorite um, part of the podcast this is the best okay part. all right so this is um this is a big screen adaptation of frank herbert's Seminal best-selling book, Dune, a mythical and emotional charged, emotionally charged hero's journey. Dune tells the story of Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, mm. who must travel the most to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's ex- uh, exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential. Only those who can conquer their fear will survive. Ooh, wow. What a synopsis. That's from the dunemovie.com website. website. I, went to the, I went to the source. Yeah, straight to the source. Straight to Frank, Mr. Herbert himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that is the general overview. Mm-hmm. Of what they telling us the movie is about. Yeah. However, if we could give our like general gut reaction on the movie before we get about like what happens in the movie, when you finish mm-hmm. watching this movie, how did you feel? What was that first response mm-hmm. when you were out of the movie, walking out of the movie, whatever the heck was happening on your side? Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? I felt like a kid. In a movie theater, again, after watching a huge, epic, sprawling science fiction movie story, I felt like a child immediately wanted to go back, learn more, see the movie a second time, read the book. I feel like we'll have to eventually talk about what our you know, experience yeah. and background is with Dune. Yeah. Because Dune, Dune been around, right? We're going to oh, talk about minute. that. For a minute. Uh, and uh, I, as soon as the film was over and we were sitting down and the credits are rolling, I just felt giddy. I really did. I felt giddy. I just want to go back. I want to learn more. I want to soak in this. I was very, my interest was piqued. Uh, it, was a, it was a very good feeling. It was a positive feeling. How about you, Octavius? What was your, your feeling, your gut reaction after the movie ended? I, once that movie ended, I, I saw it with uh, 
my my the normal person I go to the movies with. I no, normally go to the movies with a, with a cast of characters that expand and you know <laughs> they get they get bigger and smaller. But one of the consistent people besides myself is Simba Sparks, aka Ken Sparks. Yeah, and he and I sat there at the end of that movie, and I said, "That was a movie. That was a movie. Capital that, M. That right there mm. was a movie." Now I done, yeah. I didn't seen the movie before, but that yeah. there. Yeah, you know it when you see it. Uh-huh. That was a movie. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about that is I thought about you also. And what I thought about... <laughs> because Why, do I, I really look that much like Timothy Chalamet? Really? Not quite. Is this how you're going <laughs> to tell quite. me? Right. But I had a thought. And I remember... And it was, I felt like I finally understood something about you that I hadn't understood <laughs> in many, <laughs> many, many moons. There's Whoa, internet, that you said. I have no idea what's coming out on the end of this sentence. I have absolutely no idea. Could be is good, it, could Is be my bad. problem with spice? Is it, are you telling me that I got a problem with spice? I'm using too much? <laughs> you see the blue in my eyes? Blue, Adam. <laughs> Your eyes are looking a little blue. Um, uh, what is it? What, I, what is it that you learned? I finally understood something that you said to me a long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, I remember we, because those of you who've been listening to Comic Book Junto since day one, we started this whole thing on Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. When I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of Star Wars. Uh, I see. I I was like, I see. This Mm -hmm. is a lot of where Star Wars got their stuff from because I knew enough to know that this story came out before Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is okay. I see. But one of the things I remember you saying is like, when you saw Star Wars back in the day, you were kind of just like, man, I don't know who Boba Fett is, but he just looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what a job of the, what, I, I don't know. That ship is cool. Those guys with those suits are cool. I, I like that. I'm interested in this. I don't need to understand everything about it. I don't need to know every bit, every piece. I just, it's just cool enough for me to know I understand enough. There's more that I can know if I mm-hmm. don't know enough. The fact that, man, that ship looks like a, a dragonfly. I don't yeah. even know who made it and what it's made out of and what you have to, dri- to drive it. Like, what the hell is the voice? I don't yeah. know, but I know enough <laughs> to know it's dope. What's that stuff that they keep? What's the thing that glows around them? I don't know how a, I don't know how a lightsaber works, but I understand yeah. understand enough to know what. And I was like, this is what Adam was talking about. Because yes. this is how you felt the first time you watched Star Wars, which is not how I felt first time I watched Star Wars. I was like, I understand. Yeah. yeah. I don't know oh, all, all I know about Vader, but I know that Vader's scary. I don't know everything I need to know about the Baron, but I know that mother effort there is terrifying. This, if this you is what I'm saying, about man. Vader the way I feel about the Baron. Yeah. I was like, oh, I understand. I, yeah. I, I was, I was almost able to like empathize with Star Wars fans in a way I never could before. As a fan myself, I just never felt. I just don't have the same story, you know. Like, oh, Vader uh-huh. was so scary. I'm like, Vader's not scary. It's mm-hmm. a guy in a weird suit. The Baron, terrifying. Yeah, Bar- Baron Harkonnen. The way he moves, the way he behaves, the way he speaks awful yeah you know I, I think this is a really interesting thing obviously the star wars comparisons come right out the gate for sure uh, it, so much so that you know dune precedes star wars i think almost 15 years 
And, you know, Dune came out and uh, was, was published in 64. So, yeah, you know, it's been worked on for many years leading mm-hmm. up to that, of course. And then Star Wars didn't come out until the late 70s, mid to late 70s. That's a long time, you know, between those two. Uh, I read that Frank Herbert, uh, the, the creator of Dune, the, the author, had actually gone so far as accusing uh, George Lucas of stealing his content. I don't know if there was a lawsuit or anything, but, you know, this is... Take it all the way back to my core. This is the Man-Thing, Swamp-Thing paradox, right? You know, Man-Thing came before Swamp-Thing. No one knows who Man-Thing is. <laughs> Nobody yeah, knows. Yeah, a lot of people know Swamp who Thing. Swamp-Thing is. Yeah, he got, you know, he he uh, got saturated in pop culture, had a cartoon, had movies, had the action figure line, the whole nine. And so it's it's a really interesting story of of history of the progenitor is not necessarily the first one was not necessarily the one that everybody knows or gets familiar with same here like i did not read dune i attempted to read it when i was in high school uh maybe in college and it was too dense i just couldn't at that age you know my attention span was was too thin. yeah couldn't do it but I did like the 84 movie, David Lynch's movie, but I, well, I also knew that it was incomprehensible, man. I thought it looked cool, but it was not franchise material. It was just, it was hard to follow. It was just audacious. That's what it was. It was audacious. And it's very interesting to watch Dune and to see a lot of people being like, wow, this is a really interesting world building kind of thing. Because I'm taking myself all the way back to when Star Wars at the time, now it's called A New Hope. It wasn't called that at the time. You know, when Star Wars came out, it was just a lot of world potential, world building, introducing your uh, ideas and characters and concepts and planets and this and that. It's probably pretty overwhelming. I bet a lot of people are like, this is dumb. This is too hard to follow. It's batshit. It's slow. And I think you could easily say those things about Dune as well. It's just that Dune has not, you know, proliferated in pop culture yet. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Who knows? So for me, you know, watching this, I felt like, I was transported to the first time I ever watched Star Wars and I was feeling enveloped in a world that I, I, I was very interested in. It felt very finely detailed and fleshed out. The architecture, the fashion, the ships, man. And, and that's why immediately I'm sitting in my seat and I'm feeling like, I feel like a kid. I feel curious to learn more about this world. What yes. an exciting feeling for me. I, I really felt excited after watching this and I had, Weird hopes for this movie. They've tried to make this movie a lot. Uh, you know, David Lynch made an '84 film and it failed. People hated that. Did not work. Even David Lynch, I don't think, feels wasn't it like that. a cult classic though. Don't a lot of people really like that movie? Like on yeah, the low, I think. I think. I think. In hindsight, I'm sure there's there's a lot of people, myself included. Like Toxic I Avenger. Too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that kind right, of thing. Because if you, you know, know, you it was know. Made in the early '80s, so you know it is freaking out there sting is in there wearing a sci-fi speedo you know uh uh sir patrick stewart's in David there Lynch was doing whatever he wanted huh he was doing whatever he wanted i mean it's, it's considered twin peaks consider david lynch's yes. work yes someone had made some pretty wild decisions bold decisions and said you're the man <laughs> to realize this this franchise this story and then even before david lynch's film uh uh alejandro jodorowsky uh, an artist he he's uh he is famed for having attempted to make the movie and it failed so spectacularly that it just, it never made it to the screen. He tried and tried. He, he wanted to put his whole life into it. It just failed. And in 2013, they came out with a docu- documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune. And it's basically like, this is what this man tried to do. 
and it didn't work. And so we have, you know, whether you're a fan of the David Lynch movie or, or, or not, we have a history of people trying to make it work in the it's context like the of a film. Doomed. Like it's like, Doom. do you say doomed? Doomed. You say it was doomed. Oh, okay. I see what you did. All right. Yes, it is doomed. It feels doomed. People have said uh, a Dune is an unfilmable story. And so I'm, you know, I'm going into this movie knowing it's Denis Villeneuve. I love his work. I really think he does great stuff, interesting stuff. Is he going to be able to pull this off? And I feel like he did. And a major reason why is because he carved this John up into parts. And I, I will say, I think a lot of people are probably going to be surprised by this. They're going to be like, I came yeah. to see Dune. I didn't realize it was part one of two or three I, or who, who totally, even knows? Totally didn't know. I'll tell you. So It was like It. Remember when we saw It? And right. at the very end, you know, it was like, that's the end of It, chapter one. And we're like, mm-hmm. ah. But, yeah, you know, so- good, good pacing ideas. Because otherwise, you do what Lynch did, which is ca- try to compress way too much into a, a small runtime. And that's, that's not good for anybody. Right. Because when we, when we went to see the movie, it said Dune part one. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, so you had written both Ken and I in a group text, a very long text, which I immediately did not look at on purpose. I was like, <laughs> I am not, a, whatever, whatever Adam is writing about Dune, I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to check it out afterwards. <laughs> and, you know, so I went in. I didn't like, spoil nothing. I, I didn't spoil nothing. I, I just, went in totally. Know. Well, I, I I didn't know what you were about to write because I because sure, 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 sure. I could tell that you were uniquely excited about this movie in a way that you are not often this excited about much yeah. much of anything. You it know? really did. It caught my attention. I was I was very excited. Yeah, about like it, you yeah. went. Like, how was the last time you saw a movie before me? Oh, I can't even think of a time. This right. might have been the first time. Exactly. <laughs> like I went to see it Friday, and I think you you text us and you're like, "Yeah, I'm in the theater seeing Dune." I was like. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you were excited. But, yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a part one. So, um, that totally changed. Not changed, but that just was like, okay, off top. It affects things. It affects things. But, man, that that sound that happened at the beginning of the movie, like whatever that voice is, Mm -hmm. let me tell you something about just, just my experience at the movies. The sound design. Of this movie in the Cherry Hill, what is that, Prime? Yeah. Yeah. My seat was shaking. Oh, yeah. My seat literally, every time, like the bass, my seat actually shook. I felt my chair shaking. I was like, You saw it in 4D? You you had the the butt punch in, the the rumble chair? I really want to say, man, this is, that's why I was like, this is a movie. This is an experience at the movies. The scale. Of things, just he he did a great job showing how massive things are, how yeah. big things are, how fast things are moving. You know the, the 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 how many people are a part of stuff, how big the explosions are, how far away, how close, and it yeah. he, it did a really good job of allowing me to feel the importance of things. When something is small and there's a small moment happening, when something mm-hmm. is intense, it, it almost, there are some moments in this movie that almost felt like a horror movie yeah, where I yeah. actually was kind of like, I want, have you ever been in a movie where you kind of want to cover your, like you physically want to cover yourself, like you want to shield your body. You uh-huh. want to cross yeah. your arms, you want to put your hand over your mouth. It's like, I feel too exposed. 
Like I yeah. want to put something between me and the thing that's making me feel this way. And that, are we talking that, about the uh, the human spider proxy, whatever the hell that yo, thing was? Fam, when I they, don't know. They start on that Harkonnen planet, and that weird spider Bro, thing crosses right. I don't right. know what it's that like, was. Are we not gonna address this? And not? then we just cut. The, it's okay. He doesn't understand. What we're saying. I'm like, fam, <laughs> get out of here. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we nasty. Wild. But I'm just saying, I'm just kind of like, it's just so aesthetically and sonically pleasing. Before we get into the story, just yeah. the art of it. I was like, I need an art of book. Yeah. Off oh top. My God. Like, where do, where oh, do I yeah. buy the art of Dune part one? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's the dress, the fashion. I want clothing. all the action figures. I was literally yeah. like, I understand. I, I was like, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I want every action figure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I the want Fremen all the ships. suits, the still suits, the 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 uh, ornith ornithopter. You know, like all Bro, that you know, stuff. I don't was know what an ornithopter so is. What is that? Interesting. The is dragon that the dragonfly? Ship. Okay. Yeah, they're called the ornith. And stuff like that is cool because you know when I was, I remember reading the word ornithopter, but I I didn't have a mental image for it. And in this, you know, mm-hmm. they get in these helicopters that look like they have dragonfly wings. I'm like, oh, the way it moves is interesting. You know, all that stuff is just cool. You get to see it when it works. You see it in disrepair when Paul and his mother are in that. Yeah. He's just like, you just got to go with the flow. Oh, my God. It was very cool. And it did feel very similar to me falling in love with a completely random, borderline, nameless character like Boba Fett because the Slave One looks dope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's mm-hmm. all it is for me. This, I want, let me follow this rabbit hole. I want to know more about this world. And uh, wow, what a, what a treat it is for, for someone like me, maybe for us both. Yeah, to know that you know there's there's so much more to find out if you want to, and yes. uh, even then you know I purchased the book and I'm I'm sure many millions of people are going to be like ah oh, let me oh, rise yeah. up to Dune yeah and uh, in the back of the book is just a glossary I'm like even if you don't even read the book and I I am and I'm really enjoying it mm-hmm. but uh, you look in the back and you just understand what some of these words are because they use their own language there's the their own nomenclature and phrasing and it's easy to uh, miss some of that stuff. When you're sitting in the theater and watching that wash over you, man, what a cool experience. Right. Speaking yeah. of which, um, I did something that I very rarely do for comic book Junto anything. I made uh-huh. notes. <laughs> I see you sent me and notes. And I shared them with you because yeah. I was like, I have thoughts. I have questions. I have so many things. Because, I mean, I think this is a really like unique experience at the movies. Like I'm saying, like, Wow give me more you know yeah so yeah speaking of all the stuff did you understand what the f was actually happening <laughs> in the story of this movie i do believe there's enough of the story for me to understand to go okay i do understand what just happened i also don't understand a certain amount of this and that's fine you know, mm-hmm. that's okay because yeah. I trust that you will continue to tell me. I also am a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a part yeah. one. How many parts are there? Where are we going? You know, but I still understood enough. I understand that there's an emperor. Yeah. We have not met the emperor yet, correct? No, to my okay. knowledge, no. Okay, yeah. so we have an emperor, and then there are various different houses. 
that uh-huh. make up the galaxy. I'm just kind of running down what I what I understand what I understand because I'm not reading the book like you are. We got House oh, Atreides. House Atreides. We got now House before we jump, Har- Harkonnen. House yeah. Atreides is where Paul is, and he's like the the son. Um, he's basically a prince, you right? Know? The prince, and we've got Duke Atreides, and then we got mm-hmm. Lady Jessica Atreides. That it, those mm-hmm. are the main people, and then Duncan Idaho is like the main the main warrior who is actually out out in the world in the sand planet yeah. with the what are those people with the fremen the fremen so he's kind of like yeah. reconnaissance you know living among them learning from them trying to figure yeah. it figure it out and then we got Josh Brolin who is Gurney Gurney yeah who's kind he's, of, he's a soldier he's here to protect the duke you know yeah uh, strategist that kind of thing yeah right okay by the way Totally off topic, but on topic. If we're ever going to do old pissed off Batman, the Dark Knight, Josh Brolin. It's got to be Brolin. Josh Brolin. has to be Brolin. I saw him. And I was like, this is, uh, (laughs) I I was like, that's him. I'm like, and I I don't know why I never thought of it before. That's him. I agree. I agree. He has a very steroid him up like he did for Cable. Yep. And yep. He would be really good. (laughs) Maybe even good for a Batman Beyond, you know, where you just have like an, an older, angry version of Bruce, mm-hmm. you know? I, I could see it. He, he was great in this movie. I really enjoyed him because he was, you know, the, the Duke's lapdog. And he was upset at anybody who came close to, con- you know, mm-hmm. creating conflict with the Duke. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we didn't see him necessarily die on screen. Oh, so it's entirely dead. possible. Thanos is still yeah, alive. I, don't, I, I think Gurney's probably kicking somehow. Gurney, you know, things I, went I have thoughts. real bad for him, but yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's House Atreides. That's m- many of the characters that we were uh, introduced to. Of course, there were some others, but, you know, we, right. these are the main guys. So that's House Atreides. House Atreides, I don't quite understand in the hierarchy of the universe, but I, I got an idea. Then we also have the Sand Planet, and the Sand Planet is called what again? Arrakis. Arrakis. Okay, uh, and, and that's what the movie Some people place. just call it Dune. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the people, Dune refers to the name of that planet too. You just call it Dune. Yes, Dune. But that's also Arrakis, right? Yeah. yeah. And the people and on Dune is spice. Mm-hmm. And spice is the most important thing in the galaxy. It is a hallucinogenic. It is a fuel that allows space travel. I actually I guess I understand this a lot better than I thought I did. Yeah, yeah. Space you got travel, it. right? Okay, and, and and the people from that the people from Arrakis again, what are they called? The Fremen. Well, so they, there are a lot the of Fremen. people. Technically, there are a lot of people on Arrakis. You know, some are not from there or shouldn't be there, or they're just lording mm-hmm. over it. In the books, they call it. You know, this is their fief, their kingdom. But the the people who live mm-hmm. out in the wild, in the desert, one with the desert, are called the right. Fremen. The Fremen. Right, and so it seems like the Harkonnen. Yeah. Are the people who have harvested the spice for a long from, time? Yeah, for a long time. They show up at night, right? Yeah. They harvest, and then the Fremen go to battle with them, and they are brutal, according to Gurney. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, They're the like, best fighters there are, right? Yeah, and so, but the Harkonnen have done. Uh, I mean, for a long time, have harvested this the spice, and now for some reason. After the Harkonnen have harvested all this spice, have provided this 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 fuel, have oppressed these people, the emperor out of nowhere goes, "Hey, House Atreides, 
go hold down uh, go hold down uh dune for me yeah right like he, he's, he's right? basically like a yeah y'all swap harkonnen get out of here atreides come on in here and, and like take over and we we don't get an explanation for that and you know i think this is one of those you know something yeah. we'll discover over time we only see a, a piece of why that may have been the case but uh, yeah, Harkonnen's doing their thing. They're harvesting spice, so on and so forth. There's lots of conflict with the Fremen. And then they're called back upon order by the Empire. And, uh, right. and instead, Atreides, the Duke, and his family, they, they need to go and take over operations there. Yeah. Now, what were the Atreides doing before that? Uh, they, they're on a planet called Caladan. I don't know. You know, uh, the Duke talks a lot about how they have mastered different parts. They've like... You know, they mm-hmm. have air power and wa- right. I think water power, but, but they, so it's, if we break it down into Captain Planet terms, you know, they've got like, water. they got earth and air Wind. and, and uh, you know, they are being heart. told that Do they have they, heart. I guess so. Fire. You know, I guess it remains to be seen. Maybe that's what it the remains, test was. Maybe with, that's uh, maybe that's what it comes down to. Heart is heart. Yeah. Mm. So uh, you know they they're just being told. You know their boss, the emperor, but the, the the leader of everybody. I guess right. They're told. Uh, yeah. Stop what you're doing on Caladan. Pick up and move to a brand new harsh world and take over there. That's I it. mean that sounds very Star Warsy to me. You got the emperor and you've got the Baron. I, yeah. I, I, I see. I see. Even why you'd the, be I mean, like, like the design of the Harkonnen is very Sith. It looks very imperial. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it looks like that. Absolutely. So there's a what lot of say, that. We are the Emperor's Blade or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we also have House Sardaukar. We, we spend way less oh, time with them. them. What's, who's Sardaukar, that? Sardaukar was, they're a warrior planet. It was raining nonstop on that planet. Right. That, that's the Emperor's Blade. That's those people. What's, so oh, Sardaukar so, is, oh, oh, they're oh, a separate oh, oh. house. They're not oh, part of Harkonnen. that. They're like, uh, think of them as maybe Mandalorians. They're like, they're, uh-huh. high, they're warriors. And I so uh, when that whole trap is sprung, uh, it is because Harkonnen, got a bunch of warriors masked them to look like they are Harkonnen oh, and they oh. you know they go on the attack so that is like an allyship between two houses okay in order to cause that ruckus yeah I totally so that, missed that part warrior planet warrior planet warrior people you know just a separate thing the Sardaukar uh-huh. got it so, so we bottom got line is them yeah they go there Atreides get there and the Baron you know the Baron's nephew who's apparently his name is Beast <laughs> yeah, yeah batista yeah yeah you my man be? um <laughs> does he not look like, like a beast <laughs> yeah he's like yo uh, what's good we, we did all this work we can't let these people take this and baron's like the emperor is a what he's called jealous yeah yeah jealous jealous and dangerous and basically right. what it seems like the deal is the emperor was scared of house atreides yeah. they're really they're becoming really powerful almost mm-hmm. too powerful so he's like yeah 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 i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna bless you with this you know what i mean the, the the place with the spice that we need this i need you to go take care of this for me sends yeah. him there apparently the harkonnen didn't leave the equipment didn't take care of stuff he set him up to fail and yeah. then the harkonnen and whatever the warrior people come and just just an, an, a, a visual spectacle mm-hmm. goes down it's, a, it's an amazing trap, you know, when you think back, like, why would it work out like this? It's an amazing trap. You have this family who is used to this one planet, you know, yeah. they, they, they rule the roost there. And 
you know, uh, to, to that uh, line of dialogue. They're jealous, right? That idea that, mm-hmm. you know, they are, they are maybe popular or well-loved. They're doing well. Like, they're yeah. flourishing here. You are forcing them out of the world where they, they work well. They're efficient. And they've been you're successful putting, or whatever. Yeah, and you're putting them in a world where they, they are not settled. They, they have to figure out how to restart and how to, uh, you know, learn to live in this really harsh desert planet. And that means they are the most vulnerable to be taken out because they, they, they are no longer in a position of power or confidence. And so springing that trap, like, yeah, you go ahead and take care of this. And they're trying to figure out how to build their world there, build their house right. and, and, and come right. to power. And, you know, I guess, honor the emperor, prove that they can do it. And during that, that, you know, uh, faulty period of time when they're trying to get, the, get their legs straight, they get attacked and wiped out. And that's that on that. And it's, you know, whoosh. It's it's rough. It, it, I was sad to yeah. see it happen. I'm like, really? Yeah. You're going to do o- Oscar Isaac like that? That's painful. Come on, mm. man. And then meanwhile, of course, we have Paul, you know, uh, the, the young prodigy, our, our Luke Skywalker, the one who like, might be the, the one. one the, yeah. the, 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 the Messiah character, the one. That's right. He, and I, thought, I found that very interesting. He will know your ways as though they were his own. And I was like, I see. I, I, of course, you know, I was like, Everybody in power seems to be super duper white. Where the where the where the black people at? Where the Latino For people? Sure. And I was like, oh, there they are. Okay, yeah, I see. There's this mixture and combination of various different people who are, you know, the people, the sand people of Dune. I keep forgetting how to say their name. Fremen, the, um, the Fremen. And I'm yeah. like, okay, think of it like this. Think of them. it like this. They are free men, right? They are not. Oh, got uh, it. Got you it. see the, the free men, Fremen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. So that's, I mean, I see where all the the black people, the Latino people, the, the the people of color, you know, all the rest of those folks are. I, and, you know, um, I haven't read, I haven't read the entirety of the of the first book, and there's a whole <laughs> series, of course. My understanding is, mm-hmm. you know, later in the this series of books, uh, Frank Herbert writes a lot about de- deconstructing this idea of the the uh, white savior. Because here we would have, traditionally, we got a story about this, like, young, powerful white kid. Yeah. And I guess over the course of the books, and we haven't seen that in the movie, we may not see it in part two, who knows? But that's going to be taken apart. Like, these these ideas of, oh, yeah, you can come and just liberate these folks, save them, take them to where they're supposed to go, blah, blah, blah. It's an age-old trope. And I guess uh, Frank Herbert dealt with that, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, which is pretty dope to know, you know, that it's... It's nice that it's encountered and engaged with. Yeah. Well, it is interesting, you know, after we have this um, amazing fight where, by the way, you know, Josh Brolin's character, I didn't see him die. Yeah. So not dead to me. You don't bring yeah, we in don't, Josh We don't Brolin. believe it. I, yeah. No. I, I need to see it. I need to nah. see his corpse. I, I, I have a theory and I don't know if I'm right. And if I'm right, don't tell me because I want to wait till the, the next movie to see if I'm right. I but, have no idea. I, I, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I'm coming into this to brand internet, new, too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, f- oh fair enough. Fair enough. Well, what is your theory? Do you want to share? My, my theory is this. We understand that Paul Atreides and his mother um, end up going out there with the Fremen, and they have this battle, right? And it's kind of like, you know, there's some sort of challenge. And in that challenge, it kind of is kind of weird to me where, where Paul defeats the character who challenges him and it was kind of odd to me um jamis they were saying like you know this is your friend follow your friend or whatever and then when they do the battle the whole do you yield thing 
and he defeated him and it almost seemed like he was uh, like he's the leader now the strongest mm. person is the leader that i didn't like that i was like just because he fought a dude and beat him like he's the leader of the friend this little framen tribe I'm not, I'm, I don't know, but I also don't so know if that's true or not, but I read that a little bit I differently. Uh, yeah, I understand that vibe. I read that a little bit differently. And the, the way that I read it was basically like this. You had Javier Bardem's character. He's, you know, he's a, uh, uh, one of the Fremen mm -hmm. and uh, it seems to be like a, you know, a reputable one. He was, he was, uh, uh, coordinating and speaking with as a representative. Seemed like a leader. Yeah. Seemed like a leader at least. Yeah, he was speaking so, to the uh, Atreides on behalf of the Fremen. Right. And so he was, uh, you know, he ultimately near the end of the film, uh, he's the one who says, uh, okay, uh, Paul and Jessica can come with us. Right. We will show them our world or a land and we will, you know, take care of them. Mm -hmm. I trust that there's a reason for them to be there after some negotiation. And then to have Jamis uh, to say like, nah, I no, not I'm not going that. along with this, nah, right? Right. And so you know that that idea of him challenging uh, uh, the leader of the Fremen or the you know the person that they elect, it reminded me a lot of uh, Black Panther. You know the scene in which they're you challenge, know they're choosing. You know what's funny? Ken Ken literally said yeah. he goes, "It's challenge day." He literally said that <laughs> next to me. <laughs> it felt very similar to that, but I would say the difference is, you know, in the Black Panther as a frame of reference, you know, the winner of that would be, you know, the ruler of Wakanda. Right. Warrior Whereas King. in in this, it, I, I think it, if Jamis won, that would be a great shame to Javier Bardem. That would be like, you, hmm. you're out. I think Paul was simply saying like, I will be the champion because, you know, Paul's some special, I don't know, truth sayer. He can see the future or whatever. And so he was just saying, I will be the champion. I've, I've seen this. I've dreamed this. So I guess I'm doing the thing that I'm supposed to. I don't think he's in charge of nothing. I think it's just he was representing Javier Bardem. He was basically saying, uh, okay. yeah, I'll fight on his behalf, basically. Yeah. Different I could be wrong I about mean, that, too. But like, I immediately, my mind sprung to Black Panther. It reminded me a lot of that sequence, for yeah. sure. But I was telling you yeah. my theory. My theory is... Gurney is not dead, okay? Mm -hmm. Paul is going to, you know, roll with the Fremen, learn their ways. His eyes are going to turn blue eventually. You know what I mean? He's going to yeah. be on their side. And then Gurney is going to come back scarred and hurt somehow with, you know, House Atreides or rolling with um, the Harkonnen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of uh, like... Yeah, okay. You're going to see him change allegiance. I don't know, but I, I just see him kind of coming back going like, come on, Paul, let's get out of here. And, oh, and then see, he's like, see, no. Yeah. I'm, and he's like, these people are brutal. How can you do this? Da, 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 da. And it's going to have this uncle and nephew kind of moment where right. it's like, yo, these aren't your people. Your dad died for this. Like, you know, you have a birthright kind of thing. And him being like, you know, my place is here. That's what yeah. I imagine. I don't know if that's true, but it just seems like a good story. Because, I mean. I could see that dynamic unfolding, too, because, you know, we saw you know, Jason Momoa's character, Duncan. And I, kn yeah, I, know, I know your steps, old man. Yeah, yes. And we saw we saw that, you know, Duncan, you know, surprised himself and, and Paul was surprised by him that he had this vision of Duncan having an empathy and understanding of the Fremen. Mm -hmm. And that did unfold. You know, Duncan was like, I respect these these people. Whereas it seemed like Gurney was like, Yeah, they're always going to be savages. They're yeah. always going to be, you know, people that we do not get along with. We're gonna find them and hunt them and kill them. Yeah. Uh and so you could see those opposite influences on paul you know mm -hmm. and paul had such a great appreciation for duncan so when we see duncan die saving paul you know that was that was a big moment and i could see gurney coming back and having a 
a, a different view on things, perhaps. I could see a rapper mm-hmm. name himself Duncan Idaho. That's what I could see. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, and he, he, has a, his, he releases an album. He releases uh-huh. an album called Rollin' with Fremen. Salute rolling to with the, the shoulder, then to the forehead. Ah. <laughs> oh, yo. <laughs> I would love if Dune had a uh, a large influence on hip hop. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, listen, if I become a yeah, rapper, Duncan Idaho talking, is, a, is an option. Percocet. Spice and Percocet. I mean, AKA <laughs> hey, uh, oh. Dirty Spice. You know what I mean? When you, when you say mask off, you mean for his still suit, I guess. Correct. Because you know. Mask off. Yeah. yeah. Instead of sipping lean, oh, you know what I mean? I'm breathing spice. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, right. I I just know that like Method Man or Red Man would have done that back in the day. Have a music video where their eyes are blue or something like that. It feels I, like it, listen, a... I would be surprised if that reference <laughs> don't come up soon in some sort of vi- music video. I mean, this is listen, if this if this starts to make its round, there's a lot to there's a lot to, you know. This is yeah. good stuff. There's a lot to take from here. I could see in 10 years someone doing a Dune themed music video if music videos oh, exist yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's B- Batista's character, Beast. What He was awesome, man. Some of these characters, these warriors. Yeah. Uh, 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 Duncan Idaho, what a G. He, he would like the yeah. choreography and the fight scenes, those were cool, man. The, the, we, you can see the influence on Star Wars. Star Wars went with swords, mm-hmm. and in this, it's shields. L- yeah, literally, like the they were sticks. force fields. And, you know, um, and it, it's very interesting. Yeah, the dagger the, right. from the tooth of the sh- the Shai Hulud, and the it sandworm. seems like the the Fremen worship the sandworm, the Shai the Shai. I don't know how to say it. Shai Hulud. Yeah, Shai Hulud. Mm-hmm. It seems like you know she's like I only serve one. Uh, master, you know what I mean. His name is Shai Halud. Oh, she was. And she awesome. starts Dr. doing the, the thumper thing, pounding like, on what's the a yo. thumper. You know what I mean? Like, this, yeah. I, I, I get it. I understand. You know, yeah. I can see years from now, and it's funny because I want to take my my younger nieces and nephews. Like, yo, you got to go see Dune, and I can imagine them being like, I mean, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah. you don't understand. Yo. Yeah. You okay. know, I Real wonder quick. I wonder what happens after this if we get a sequel. Wait, you have something. What's this? I was gonna say we should get into like I have I have a couple other notes I wanted to talk about. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Favorite character. Can can you from just watching this movie pick out a favorite character? If your mom's if you're in Toys R Us and you got mm. the whole lineup and you get to pick one action figure. Ooh. You know, it's like, all right, all right, Adam, you know, you get one. And you're like, mom, can mm-hmm. I get two? And she's like, ask me if you can get one again. And you get none. I think that's maybe that's my mom. Maybe it's not your mom. <laughs> I, yeah, my mom would kind of be like that. I would, I would go with Stilgar, <laughs> Javier Bardem. Really? I feel like, uh, okay. I, I think so because, you know, he, he reminds me actually, I'm always going to bring him back to Star Wars. He specifically reminds me of Dash Rendar, the character you play as in the N64 game Shadows of the Empire. Shadow Never of played. the Empire. And Shat Dash Rendar was, you know, a, a another one of the nameless, faceless uh, bounty hunters that I was just obsessed with. And uh, I would probably say, like, okay, I want Stilgar. Still suit looks cool. We didn't get to see him move, but he seems cool. He's diplomatic. He, he you know, he vouches for the heroes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe that would be the guy that I would go with if I could only choose one. That's probably what I would so that, do. So Who'd out of the movie, that's the character. Would you say that's your favorite character in the movie? Uh, you know, I think my favorite character in the movie 
this this is weird. I I I don't know how to choose a favorite character because I want to say it was uh, the Duke. He was awesome. Yo, let me. I love. Okay. He's so dope. Oscar Isaac is cool. He's a great actor. His outfit is cool. He's trying. He's doing his best. But at the same time, I have mad respect. And, and I don't know if this is because I've been reading the book, but I have mad respect for the Reverend Mother, mm. the the woman who uh, really? administered the test. She's the veil, the headpiece. Really, she's creepy. She knows a lot. She like commanded respect. And had this interesting relationship with Jessica, Paul's mom. Mm-hmm. There was just Which I don't fully there understand. levels to her. N- neither do I. There was just levels to her where I just like, I want to know about the Bene Gesserit. You know, these, these ladies yeah. who seem to know more about everything. So I was, I was really into that character. But th- so many characters were so dope. It's hard to choose just one. But I'm, I'm going to say the Reverend Mother. She was, she was dope. I liked her. Okay. So if I'm going to pick an action figure, I'm, I'm buying a Duncan Idaho action figure. Well, it's got to be. You're the warrior. Okay. Come on. But if I'm picking up my favorite character from the movie, it's the Baron. Yo. Ooh. Really? It's weird because he's a creep. it's like. He's scary, man. He, he got that spine that lets him like float what around. It, what, it, what even are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I think without the Baron, you know what I mean? Like, what is the movie? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he yeah. he is the necessary He's a scary villain. Yo, I mean, okay, scary so let me villain. just have a you know uh, Baron Harkin corner real quick. <laughs> Baron Harkin, <laughs> everybody huddle up. You know, huddle up is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and that was the first thing that gave me real Star Wars vibes. I was like, this is very Vader like. He seems like he's just yeah. in this kind of this thing. And he's got this machinery mm-hmm. on his back. He almost looks like he's dependent on it to live. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Well, you know? in the books, they say you know because he is he's kind of a you know a sloth. You mm. know, he's somebody who just dines and eats. He's ah. it's problematic, but he's like he is the he is the uh, the picture of the like the fat sloth who okay. he's a job of the hut kind of take <laughs> like somewhere between Jabba and Vader right. right and so that spine is basically implanted in him so he can because he's immobile otherwise yeah exactly so wow. he just floats around he doesn't even he's use gluttony his body, you know and greed yeah. uh and he's uh, Stellan Skarsgård plays this character the voice right. of that character he's man. the face he's too right menacing yeah, oh yeah. The whole thing. It's just the voice that he's putting on is he is menacing. He is eerie. You don't want to find out you know what his dark agenda is. He's a scary dude. Right. Let me tell you. So there's there's the part, right? And this is like this is one of the parts where I was actually like scared. So there's two there's two parts. Remind me to tell you about um cuz you notice the person we're talking about the least right now is, is my man Paul. Paul Atreides is not getting it's a whole Paul. lot of love in the podcast right now. He's Luke, you know? He's he's just like, okay, he's expected. It's kind of predictable. Yeah. And it, he's, it, you know? I think that's a good way of putting yeah. it. It's like, there's nothing really like exceptional about you. You're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You're the hero's journey yeah. character. You're the, you're the human, like you're the person we're supposed to relate to. You kind of represent us looking around like, what? Who's, well, yes. no, no, Duncan. You know what I mean? Like, not yeah. the, you know, you're dying on my behalf kind of thing. And now I've got to, you know, what if I, you know, even almost Neo, like, what if I can't? What if I, what mm-hmm. if I don't? And, you know, Duke is like, mm-hmm. you'll know. I didn't want to, I didn't want to wear this either, but when it comes time. Yeah. Yeah. But either right. way, <clears throat> mm-hmm. when the Baron is sitting in that table eating, right. And, you know, the doctor, 
the the, the Asian mm-hmm. guy, Doctor. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yue, Yue Doctor Yue, the, the one who bet- betrayed right. uh, the dude. Doctor Yue, I yeah, hear yeah. you. They said they're gonna take gonna take his do- take his wife apart like a doll or something like that, which is yeah. terrifying. The idea, horrifying. You yeah. know, yeah. He's trying to save his family. Which, so you're like, I empathize. Like I get it. It sucks. And even in that, it's like I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to take care of Paul, but like, and even the empathy of like, look, you can still kill him if you bite the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna try to make right. a way. I'm try to hook you up. I'm gonna sell you out, but I'm gonna try to make this right. work. You yeah. know. When he's sitting at the other end, the the, the the Baron sitting on the other end of that table, just eating. He's going, mm, yeah, just eating. Mm, just keeps doing that. And he goes, I I I did, yeah. you know, Doctor Yue, I did what you told me to do. And he goes to the letter. And and what was my promise to you? And he's like, give my, you know, give me my wife back. And then he just levitates. And I just have to talk about Denis Villeneuve. He does things with sound because there's times where it's like, wah, and you really feel it. And there's other times where it gets uncomfortably quiet. And this yeah. was one of those times. He yeah. starts to levitate. And they show you Dr. Yue's behind Dr. Yue's head. And they're showing the space on the left where you just see feet coming towards you. So yeah. he's doing a good job not showing you enough. And then you just uh-huh. see the... You just see the Baron lowering down and just invading Dr. Yue's space. Like his stomach just looks like he's going to just come, just, just get, and it's so quiet. And you're like, make some noise, Denis. Release me from this anxiety. And Denis's like, no, you will sit there and wait. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to bite him kiss him break his neck punch him does he have some sort of special power i don't know is he gonna explode and then they cut yeah they cut over to his like his you know his man whoever his guy was it's kind of his advisor you know what i mean uh by the way polka dot man Man. the suicide squad uh yeah uh that character's name is peter uh uh but that's uh david desmalkian i think he's having a good year for oh yeah he's in everything he's being in dune and suicide squad he's good i like him right so they show him and they just show they don't even show the baron at that point they just show dr ua looking up and it just creates this terror and then they, they cut to him walking behind him so you don't see the Baron, even in that point, that you see Dr. Yue's face looking behind him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you're like, yo, show me. And yeah. when he cuts his head, it's just like, I have, it's yeah. terrifying, horrifying. Yeah. And just that, you know, also great villain work too, where, you know, he says, you know, I, I, I didn't say that I would give your right. wife back. I said you could join her. And it's like, oh man. So join her. You can join right. her. Right. Damn. Like, okay, man. Yeah. It's just it's good work. You know, you see something like this, it's epic. You want to know more about the lore, the background, and everything, but it does need to be powered by some really basic pieces. Right. And you have to have a good hero who works. And I think I just want to say Timothy Chalamet, I think just works perfectly well. You know, yeah. he does what he he's very capable and he does a good job and you can get down with it, right? And also it's confusing for him. Like, what the hell is going on? What are these words? Right. Even? And that's what we are saying to ourselves. He's too. Learning. But at the same time, you need to be you need to be powered by the fear of a really good villain. And Baron Harkonnen yeah. is a good-ass villain. He's nasty. Right. Yeah. Other thing that, the, the other moment that had me going, whoa, what's going on? So let's talk a little bit about Paul. Yeah. Paul's in his chambers, 
learning, whatever the heck, figuring this stuff out. And then again, watching his little silence and Denis just shows you this little bug thing, which you have never seen before. You have never seen it before. You don't know what it is. You don't know what's going on, but it's moving so slow that it's odd. It's off. You're yeah. like, what? Is, and, it, and you see, mm-hmm. you don't see it come through the wall. You see that it has come through the wall because you see the burn around it. And it's just moving yeah. slow and it's so quiet. And you see how Paul reacts. And Paul's stillness yeah. lets you know you, audience member, should be effing terrified of this thing because he is. Right. And then it's yeah. just searching yeah. around and Paul steps in the projector. And when this thing is moving, and you just you just don't you don't know what and again because he hasn't explained it to you but he is explaining mm-hmm. everything to you that you need to know just through the mm-hmm. screen and as it's moving towards him yeah. it is so I'm like I, I felt like it was going to like poke me like it was going to get me that was a great moment and a great a great scene too <laughs> that that scene of Paul you know like taking camouflage in a projected mm-hmm image of trees and, and and bushes very cool you know him standing in there hiding within just you know the, a, a bath of light it was really interesting to look at and then to see his reaction his ability to you know thwart this assassination attempt also shows us that the time he's spending with gurney training right. is meaningful that's working and it also feels a little bit like the training he's getting from his mm-hmm. mom is is like another mm-hmm. layer of something to understand like uh the things that we cannot see in in this movie it is the voice or it is you know Bene Gesserit and whatever they they talk and teach uh, but you know in other examples in Star Wars of course this this is the Force you know right. he's like becoming one right. with stuff you know around him and seeing him train in that is only useful when we get to see something like this where he actually gets to engage and use that. Mm-hmm. Man, good. It's good work, and I, you know, I want to say the scene that really worked for me and I found very scary is the, the test the, 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 when Paul yeah. puts his hand in the box. Test the pain, and, and and Timothy Chalamet just he just nailed the way you yeah. do this. That the the behavior, the way he's sweating, his he he's uncomfortable and he kind of laughs. He's like, oh, he goes, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's good. He he was just playing that right, and his mom's on the other side of the door, clutching her Oof. abdomen like. Man, that was that was a that was a very visceral scene. Mm. It made me understand mm. to a to a level. Even if I don't understand right. what's going on, I understand what I, I understand feel enough. Like. Yeah, that's a yeah. I think that's what this this movie does. That you know, over and over and over again. You may not understand what's happening, you know, from a the language point of view, the words and what they mean, but you understand how it feels. So you can understand something deeper than the the language of it. So, uh, you know, my, what I'm basically recommending, because I think this is a unique opportunity, I'm recommending people who have the chance to stream that 1984 version or even watch the t- 2013 doc, Jodorowsky's Dune, mm-hmm, take a mm-hmm. look at, the, I- like to really genuinely appreciate what Denis Villeneuve and, and the cast and the crew and everybody who made this movie, the 2021 movie, have done, to really appreciate it. Go back and find, you know, the the examples of people trying desperately to do it and not hitting the mark. Because I think this is the first time where we've gotten to see uh, this text from 1964 finally realized in a way that feels like, yes, that that was it. That's what 
Frank Herbert was trying to do, and someone has finally been able to translate, adapt that. I think yeah. that's that's very special. It's really cool. It's a really cool opportunity to, uh, to 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 finally see that for yourself and check that out. Is Frank Herbert still with us? No, sadly, no. But his son Bryant Herbert uh, continues to write within the world of Dune. So the you know the lineage really? has continued. I haven't read. You know, I haven't read Dune itself, and I haven't read Brian Herbert's versions of it, so I, I don't know. It remains to be seen if it's uh, tip-top quality, but, you know, his son is out there doing the thing, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to say before we give our greetings. Yeah. What the F is the voice? The voice. All I know is it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, again, it's speaking dope. of that audio engineering, you know, that is... It, it compels you. It feels scary. It's like frightful. It feels yeah. molecular, you know? Like, whoa. Molecular. Whoa. And it's it, wild to think about the thing, like you doing it, like you do the voice, the next thing you know, you're waking up from obeying. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're not even like aware. It's like you just lose time. Yeah. It's a, wow. it, it feels like hypnosis, but not that cheesy. You know, there's like something else happening. You know, interesting. Uh, yeah, the voice is special, and you know wh- something that's interesting is, uh, yeah, I think you you will appreciate this. In in the book, it is explained, you know, in greater detail, and it's like being able to command a a uh, a truth that is so core and and beneath everything and empowers all things that you are able to speak in the frequency of a an absolute truth, which means. Ooh. People do things because they must. Like you can't violate because it that. Is. It is. You were speaking in the, mm. the like the the voice of the the of the universe, basically. You know. Oh, I like that. Like you tap into the the ability to to use fate, the frequency. It's interesting. It's very interesting. And uh, you know, they they talk wow. a lot in the book about how. You know, uh, uh, the Reverend Mother was really upset with Jessica. Like, why did you have a son? You said you were going to have a daughter. Because right. the Bene Gesserit, apparently this is like a specifically feminine thing. It's women who are capable of mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have been trying for generations, crossbreeding families and, and, and trying to create someone who will be the chosen one to like save them all. And, right. you know, the Reverend Mother doesn't believe that Paul's going to be the one. But we're also seeing that, you know, it un- seems undeniable. There's obviously something special about this kid. He's got the vision or whatever the heck that is. Yeah. He's, he um, he, can, he the voice. sees the future. Right. It's interesting stuff. But, we got very, very, very little of uh, Chani or with Zendaya's, the role Zendaya's playing. Yeah. Very little. We got, well, all we got was Zack Snyder versions of her in slow-mo. We got a lot of Chani Zendaya cool, turning around in cool slow mo. Very cool stuff, but yeah, just you know? about nothing. You know, she was in more marketing material than she was in footage. You know what I mean? Well, you know, Z- Z- Zendaya is you know, yeah. if you've got Zendaya in your movie, you've got Jason Momoa in your movie. You know what I'm saying? Oscar no, Isaac. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Timothy yeah. Chalamet. You're gonna you're gonna show those people because they they're gonna sell tickets. Stacked people want to see Zendaya. It's an amazing cast. Yeah, it's really and, good. And, yeah, and listen, maybe she'll be riding a sandworm in the future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I did not know that um, the doctor, what was the doctor's name? It was uh, Leet Wait, Kynes? Uh, yeah, Dr. Kynes. Yeah, and Kynes? she was the, uh, I think she was, what was it? She was supposed to be the like the judge of change or something along those lines. The one who was supposed to oversee the, the change between right. Harkonnen and, and uh, Atreides. Yeah, Right. Yeah. I didn't recognize that when she set the thumper, and when she pulled out those things before 
you know, they killed her, that she was going to ride the sandworm away. I didn't yeah. recognize that that was going to happen. <laughs> like, she's going to ride a sandworm? What? So yeah. at the end, where someone's riding the sandworm, it's like sand power. Sand yeah. power is kind of a, a corny, corny it's line. Yeah, it honest. is really funny. It is very like uh, but, uh, Avatar, uh, uh, Airbender, you know, sand power. Yeah. Okay, all right. But we it keep is dope to see... You know, it, and it's interesting. It's I, I I feel like it was a bittersweet ending to the movie. You know, yeah. I think if I have one thing that I didn't like or one note, it's that it felt like the movie stopped short. Yeah, yeah. That's my one thing that I wish there was more, like a better conclusion mm-hmm. because it's a big old cliffhanger. You know what yeah. I mean? Like all the stuff you built me up to is kind of like, and then see you in x amount of years like i don't even know you know yeah yeah and that's this is another thing that of course reminds me of star wars you know this this movie we keep talking about this is a cinematic experience this movie does not abide by your traditional movie outline it does not have that beginning middle end kind of situation it it doesn't work like that and and i think that is an interesting thing going against it you have to get into the world building or no because the worst part of this movie is that there's not more of it, you know. Correct. It's and it's like as it. soon as as soon as I leave, I'm like, damn, are they in production for the second one? No, it hasn't even been greenlit yet. So that's it hard. hasn't been greenlit yet. We, we got to see how this one. Fares. Don't make another one of these if you want and waste the money. I know. I hope that's... this makes us money so it can just be like, all right, let's start making this next year. So I think this was WB's biggest release with the, you know, same day and date with the uh, uh, online and in theater. Yeah, I hope you make your money, man, because you got, you got to get another one of these. But you know what's fucked up? It didn't make as much as Venom 2. <laughs> well, Venom. I did like that boo. Eminem did that, that credits theme song for Dune. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't was, hear Eminem on it, but it was good I must have missed that back. part. Eminem kind of looks like a Harkonnen in some way, you know. <laughs> he, he looks like a. <laughs> now nah, he looks like one of the uh, the the blade of the Emperor planet. What was the what are those people called? Oh, uh, the Sardaukar. Yeah, I the Sardaukar. Yeah, I could see yeah. him being more of a Sardaukar. My name. Listen, is how how Marshall dirty, how Mathers. Filthy, how filthy is the Baron that when he's bathing in tar, basically, <laughs> that That's he's disgusting. turning the tar green? Like, how disgusting is he? That was Yuck. another thing too. Is, you know, he was like, uh, you know, grievously injured, and they put him in that nasty pool to heal. And she's he like, made yeah, it. he's not done healing." The yet. Baron That's... survived by hanging out in the corner, Awful. in the roof. He was like Gosh. a balloon that was lost air. He like, right, like went into the top the, of the ceiling. When the, when the guys came in in the suits again, more cool suits. They yeah. come in, and it's like they were almost scared of him. To find yeah. him up there, really, like, like move backwards, like it was this horrifying thing. Yeah, it was nasty, like, man. If I were them, I I'd be the same. I'd be like, I don't want to see that, whatever that is. I don't want to yeah. know what's going on up there. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was. This yeah. supposed to be my day off. I can't believe Grady called me <laughs> in, and I actually came. I could have been home right now. Games I was on outside playing with it. I was playing with a thumper just now, and you just you cut my time short. I could have, yeah. I could have been riding the sandworm right now. Okay, <laughs> I was, I, I was high on melange. I was high on spice, baby. I shouldn't even high be at work. <laughs> Man, imagine if the world had spice. Peace on earth. <laughs> yeah, know? I guess. Or, well, I mean, clearly not. We go to war over it. Is what it is. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Anyway, letter grades. Letter grades on comic book juntos movie reviews. We do. 
A, B, C, D, F. A, one of the greatest movies you've ever seen in your life. B, above average. C, average. D, below average. F, one of the worst movies you've ever seen in your life. That's how we grade the movies. We would like to know what your letter grade is at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, or at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what you guys think the movie grade is, but we're going to talk about ours right quick. Adam, you have seen it with yeah, your own two it. eyes, heard it with your own two ears, and felt it with your own back. Mm-hmm. Yep. What uh-huh. letter grade do you give this movie? Because this movie is Dune, I give it. A D for a, I'm kidding. All right, it's this, this is about to a. make his own stuff up. <laughs> it's an A. It's an A from from me. It you know as really? far as I'm concerned, this hits heights. This this is I can't think of a lot of times, a lot of movies where my first reaction is mm-hmm. I want to see that again, and you mm-hmm. know I want to see that again, not so I can parse it or understand it or so I can check myself, but because I I felt a kind of right. joy. And this is the part where I tell you, I saw it at the Cherry Hill AMC. Yes. But I saw it in a standard theater. Oh, no. And so I, I had wrong. an interesting experience because, you know, they go out of their way to make standard, which, by the way, supposed to mean average. They, they would go out of their way to make standard sound like this is the, this is the worst theater we got. It's shitty. You're going to hate this experience because they want you really badly to go to the, you know, the uh, AMC Prime yeah, or yeah. whatever it is that they call it. But I will tell you this. There was a really unique effect because I saw it in standard. It was not that w- super high definition screen. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening is I'm watching it on a movie theater. And like I said, I was reminded of being a child and watching Star Wars. And the screen is kind of softer. It's not crisp in HD. Which yeah. means watching this movie, it, it almost felt like it was an older movie. It felt like I could not see the difference between anything CG and real because it was just kind of all soft and oh, a little more grainy. Okay. And that was, it was, it's not ideal, but it was, it was cool because it felt very classic for me, like a classic movie going experience. I cannot wait to go back and see it in the absolute most premium version yeah. of a theater. I'm so excited. But uh, I will say, even in standard, you know, really moved me. This, this, this movie for me is is what movies can be, mm-hmm. and when they are like this, they make you curious and interested and excited. So for me, that is, it has got to be an A. I got B plus. B plus. All yeah. right, talk to me about the B plus. Where, where um, is it? Where is it hitting its stride? Where Where is it falling short? That it's not complete. It's not done. Yeah. You know, and I, it's not a, I, I can't come, like, I mean, an A, an A plus is the Matrix. The Matrix. Sure. If matrix I never War. had another Matrix movie, that would be held up as one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, certainly. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. and this without its next movie is incomplete. It was really yeah. good and it was going somewhere and I felt like, oh, what are we going to do now? And credits, you know, and it's like, yeah. ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but you, you, you know, I hope that we're going to get a good two, two part or a three, a trilogy. And I can imagine this being one of those things when you got family over or people are over for a holiday or something. You're like, yo, throw, throw, throw the dude. You never seen Dune movies? Oh, yeah. man, you got to put those on. 
Same with Lord of the Rings, that kind of style. Right. Yeah. It makes me wish they did it like that, where they were doing all the movies at the same time, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So that's I, the, I, I hear you. I, I hear but you. Really good. All the way. Really, really good. Yeah. But I just can't yeah. give it one of the top spots because it's like, you know, I don't know. I, mm. it's, it's like you said, I'll be right back. You know what I mean? <laughs> In the middle of telling, yeah. oh, yeah. Man, I got to go to the bathroom. I was, this is a good story. I'll be right back. Oh, I'm going to run to yeah. the store. And you just like, I don't know if you're coming back or not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But respect. I understand that. Now, I, I'm the type of person who says, if I can't have more now, I'm going to spend my time deep diving in the book and, you know, getting into that side. So at least I have more to go on. I can chow down on that. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I understand that. Absolutely. Either way, folks, see it in, in theaters. Go see Dune. Tell people to see Dune. Please, honestly, tell people to see Dune in theaters so they make the next one. Because that's what I'm worried about. If y'all don't go and see it in a theater, is this going to be a movie that we get <laughs> Adam to continue? Adam, put the weight of the world. <laughs> Come on, please. <laughs> on on the world, on everybody else's shoulders. I'm going to, look, I'm going to find some- cinema. I'm going to find some disposable income and buy a bunch of tickets. I'm going to be like Chance the Rapper, sending people to the Black Panther. I'm going to say, uh, if y'all want to see Dune <laughs> at, the, at the gallery, I, I bought a ticket for <laughs> so every day me. next week. <laughs> it's on me. Internet, what did you think of Dune? What's your letter grade? Please let us know at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what the move is, what the deal is. And um, we will be back quite soon because we've got the Eternals coming up. And, um, you know, I think, I mean, we got a good stretch coming up. We got the Eternals, Ghostbusters, uh, Spider-Man. You know, there's a lot it's of stuff a, It's coming. a big movie-going time, you know? It is cinema season, you know? Uh, we've got the, uh, uh, shoot, who's the guy who did Baby Driver? Edgar Wright's got his new movie, yep. Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out right now, so, you know, we, we will always have a lot the of The final discuss. stretch. Oh, yeah. Yep, so that's it for this episode. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Oh, oh, oh.